That last song was dedicated to everyone who missed it because they were in the bathroom changing their tampon. And the next 12 hours of songs are for anyone who's trying the Diva Cup for the first time and is currently kicking back with uninterrupted period protection. Sound good to you? Check out the world's number one menstrual cup for yourself at shopdiva.com and get 10% off with code RADIO10. Conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Foot Weekly Podcast. This is a nostalgia special. We're going back through 10 years of foot history to dig up the best cards and some excellent insights from behind the scenes from Chewboy. I'm your host Ben and you'll hear all that and more in this week's edition of the Foot Weekly Podcast on Foothead and all your usual podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to a foot birthday special. It's 10 years of foot, so we found the closest thing to an EA employee we could get. It's Chewboy. Ah, ah, <laughs> How are you doing? Something still on an EA Oh, God. Yeah, nice to see you sharing. Um, you mentioned it actually last time you were on the pod, didn't you? Your Employee of the Month award um, from EA, and you shared it on Twitter. So there's actual photo evidence now. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, from uh, March 2015, price ranges. It was a great month. Uh, in the history of FIFA. Yeah, and we're going to go through the years talking about our favourite cards that um, we used or maybe didn't use that we hated coming up against that kind of thing. Um, we've also got the foot coach, aka Steve, of course, with us as per usual, tucking into one of those Beer 52 beers that I mentioned last week, actually, already. I am indeed, Ben, yeah, and a, and a mighty fine drop it is. Those who uh, who tune into my Twitch streams will will know that I do like the odd the odd tipple. And it's going down very well. I'm on a, mm-hmm. a fine ales this evening. Um, refreshing orange and lemon mm-hmm. farmhouse ale brewed in celebration of international collaboration for the Citizens of Everywhere project. Very nice it is too. And we've also got... Oh, actually, Steve, I'll let you... Introduce, I mean, I'm, I'm also a big fan of his series, but Steve, I know you, you are an especially big fan, so Steve, why don't you do us the honours of introducing our other guest? It would be my pleasure, Ben. Yeah, the other guest on today's podcast is tom mills the creator of the free pack project the youtube channel which well the youtube show which really first got me watching youtube content so great honor for me to meet tom how are you doing mate very good thank you that's um very high praise now it's i haven't put an episode out for about two years so i suppose you're just re-watching the old ones still remembered fondly <laughs> and uh yeah the free pack project came out on foothead's youtube and you worked for some time as sort of foothead news i guess um kind of like the the precursor to luke zimmerman who we yeah. had on the pod so you're kind of the luke zimmerman beta then yeah they were just sort of trying it out with <laughs> us and then they got an american in to do it properly yeah <laughs> before we get into a bit of nostalgia and um, one thing we did here was another previous employee of ea christophe lebrun who Jude, do you know exactly what he did at ea because i'm not quite sure i think it was something to do with content creation for foot oh uh, yeah he was the the producer the main producer on content for ultimate team up until 13 maybe like launch at 13 or right before 13 he left but he was like the producer he was like the main dev person i worked with when i first got there. yeah that makes sense and so he tweeted out today saying a little over nine years ago i pushed out the first fifa ultimate team inform instantly erasing the base version of the player as i forgot yeah, to make yeah, a copy yeah. first yeah that um, good times that sounds like the early days yep yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is kind of funny considering um you know still mistakes today after last night wasn't it um that uh was it Bergkamp was released as Clivert, or perhaps the other way around. Um, a minor issue, really, um, compared to completely erasing a player from the database, but I um, thought that was quite funny and a good thing to bring up at this time. But yeah, we've had now 10 years of foot since 
09 when it first came out. And in that first game, we only saw a couple of months of it. Did anyone here actually play for in, in FIFA 09, too? No, I was actually... So, I was actually playing PES at that time. PES 07, PES 08. And then I took a break <sighs> from sports games. And I was playing mostly Call of Duty, to be honest with you. And, like, stuff like mm. Mass Effect, Rock Band. I was really into Rock Band. Um, and, yeah, I didn't come back until 11 slash 12, mainly 12. So, I actually took a, mm. a break from FIFA at that point. So, I actually was not there. I was I was not an OG FUD founder as... Uh, yeah, I have to admit as well, I didn't play in that first year. I mean, it was it was almost like a beta. It was quite different to how Foot was the year after. There was a lot of kind of sticker book related stuff, which I believe, I don't know whether I'm right about this, Chu, that they moved away from that model because of maybe rights conflicts with, yes. was it Panini or something like that? They, they had yeah. to move away from that. Yeah, it was Panini. That's why they don't really like to call it cards, you know, stuff like that and like have a sticker book. Yeah, because, they have to call them know, items, don't they? Yeah. yeah, because it's like Panini will be like, oh, but we're the official sticker book of the Premier League, you know? So it's like, oh, you guys are doing mm. a digital sticker book. So I think that's why they, uh, they, they, they venture mm. away from that. But Tom, did you end up getting on it on that first? Uh, I know I did because my account tells me that I did, and I've got some uh, 09 players were were in generations when um, when that was a thing uh, on the web app. But oh, is there no more generations? Yeah, generations isn't here this year, which made this particular oh. episode much harder because I couldn't just go and look in generations. Yeah, that's what, what I went to do was just to go and have a little look through that, but it's not there. Um, but yeah, no 09, I uh, have wow. very little memory of it. I've barely logged into the web app. I just realized I always use the phone app, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. And I think when they completely redesigned the web app so that it yeah, it's quite was different. It, was it great? They, yeah, they, I, I think I think was it was it seven seventeen was it? Yeah, and and I think obviously I can see why you know maybe not that many people did it, but it was great to be able to you know I do it almost once a year, go back and have a look at what players I'd owned in the past and and see which ones are good, and that's exactly what we're actually gonna go and do now we tweeted out asking you to send in your flashbacks from the past and uh, you got in touch in your hundreds i mean we literally had hundreds of replies to that tweet so uh it, it took a lot of scrolling to get through them all a lot of looking at very sweaty players i have to say like the the caliber of player i was expecting mainly you know big high rated cards but it was mainly the likes of wellerton and uh <laughs> no <laughs> more oh, and, well, and, oh my god i hate the most yeah, oh, it, was, no. it was quite something. But what I'm going to do for this section, because I've got my own hit list, I'm going to hand over to Steve. He's going to take on his first hosting job um, at the Foot Weekly Podcast. Steve, take it away. Thanks very much, Ben. What could possibly <laughs> no, go wrong? Yeah, eh? I mean, take the reins. <laughs> uh, let's start with FIFA 10 then. Does, does anybody have a particular card from FIFA 10 that they'd like to discuss? I mean, I'll just dive straight uh, in, in, in that. Sorry, I was going to dive straight in because there's one that we got suggested quite a few times, and that is... Uh, and Chew, I'm sure you appreciate this one as well. Gabby Abonlaho. I mean, oh, the <laughs> just the, the, there's a shiver down my spine just thinking of him. There's actually a video on YouTube I found uh, researching for this pod um, where someone got about twenty thousand views just buying them off the market and discarding them. So that is the kind of uh, hatred. But yeah, Chew, <laughs> what was your what was your choice? Actually, no, I didn't get into Ultimate Team until twelve. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, ten and eleven. Uh, not applicable for me, but I do remember Bon Lahore. He even in FIFA 12, he I think FIFA 12 was his peak. I would yeah, say. yeah, we'll get to right, that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other player that I wanted to raise is uh, Johan Gorkuf. 
he was going to be the next Zidane. People thought a lot of him. Um, and there's this ridiculous goal that um, you can look up if you search Gorku versus PSG, where he does some outrageous kind of two skills to get around two players and, and does this outside the foot shot into the top corner. But not long after that, uh, he got this um, special card on um, FIFA 10. And th- this is his first upgrade. Um, weirdly, back then, they didn't look like informs. They had no visual difference to regular cards. But you got a plus four on his card from an 84 to an 88. Uh, he got a plus 10 on his heading. He got like plus... I think it was plus six on his shooting. But yeah, I didn't play that game that much, but I remember bits um, and pieces. I think I was more interested in other modes at that time. Uh, like it sounds like you were as well, Tom. Mine was um, Van Persie um, for FIFA 10, just because... United United legend. Is that <laughs> yeah, well, then it was, obviously. Yeah, um, less the United legend. Actually, it was quite funny looking at it again today, just because, I mean, it was unheard of, really, to see an Arsenal player with that high rating at that time, so... <laughs> I was uh, I was quite pleased with that. And also, um, the two players that public wanted to pick out were Pato. Um, this is sent in by Rick Burson. He had a triple 90, 90 pace, 90 shooting and 90 dribbling, which looks really nice. Um, and also a man who is not particularly well known now, but um, an Argentinian who played for Marseille called Lucho Gonzalez. Don't know if anyone's, mm, anyone remembers yeah, him. Remember. Yeah, um, sent him by Craig on Twitter. He had an 87 rated card, which just looked like the kind of perfect, I guess, you know, register holding midfield player. 80 pace, 80 dri- 86 dribbling, 85 shooting, 88 passing, uh, 74 defence as well. So, yeah, really, really nice card. Caught quite a few um, shouts for David Villa as well in the uh, in the comments. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Right, I think we're we're probably ready to move on. For sure, all very much before my time, I should add, so I can't really contribute a great deal to this this section of the discussion, which is probably why it's a great idea for me to host it, Ben, I'd imagine. I can kind of see where you're going with this. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, move on to uh, to FIFA 11. Ben, which cards would you uh, would you like to talk about from FIFA 11? Well, so the first one, I've done this especially for you, because I wanted to keep you interested at this stage, was uh, Darren Bent. Sund- mm. Sunderland uh-huh. card at the time. I went about, Legend. for some reason, building an England team to start with, and uh, while that didn't go great... Darren Bent was a pretty compromise, like good poacher. He, he got better, I think, in, in future years, but he had sort of 88 pace, um, 80 shooting, um, and uh, pretty average dribbling, to be honest. Um, and it's weird in this time, basically, defence included strength. I think that's right, too. Basically, any time before physical was on the cards, it was heading, and so strength was included in defence. So you had strikers with like surprisingly high defending stats. Um, so mm. he had like sixty-seven defending or something. But yeah, he he was really good. Did uh, did cards have loyalty in them days, Ben? I, I think they did actually. I think loyalty has always been in the game. Okay. Any 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 reason okay. to disagree? I would imagine that was maybe a bit of a problem for Ben. That's all. Sunderland <laughs> job. Nobody else will get it. Let's move on. Um, oh, one more player, Alex. Um, this guy who isn't very well known played for. Fenerbahce at the time played there a long time he's a Brazilian so long that he I think became a Turkish citizen and this was in like the later years of his career already and this is FIFA 11 he had this ridiculous card with 81 pace 91 shooting 90 passing 95 dribbling I mean he's an 88 rated card and uh, he was unbelievable on the ball but the weird thing about him is because back then the only way you could gain coins was from like uh, playing single matches um, he literally cost I think 80,000 coins and he was one of the best cards on the game at that point so yeah a weird different time in foot cool and how about the rest of you guys i mean chew you weren't playing at this point still am i right yep was not playing okay so difficult to go to you for anything tom how about you so i've got a pair um inform musa sal that was the first inform i ever mm. packed in any fifa which nice. sort of got me thinking well i need to build an entire team around 
this player because it was still a bit of a thing. Um, I think it was even like an achievement for getting it back, uh, for packing an informed back then. It was like quite tricky because there weren't tons around. Um, mm. I ended up pairing him up front with Nicholas and Elka. So that was mm-hmm. those two. I'd like to think I wreaked a lot of havoc with them, but probably didn't. Benefit of hindsight. And uh, we also had uh, two suggestions. Uh, honestly, like most of the suggestions for FIFA 11 were silver players because Brazil silvers back then were starting to take off. And we had a guy called Marlos, and this was suggested by Lambo Matt, who uh, actually, Tom, you'll probably remember the host yeah, of Yeah, Matt Well. Oh, gee. He suggested Marlos, who is a Brazilian. Um, he was playing for Sao Paulo at the time. And uh, he had 86 pace, 86 dribbling. This is on a 74 rated silver. And wow, yeah, he, he, was, he had five-star skills. He was basically um, messy with five-star skills, but silver, it was really, really good. Um, and then you also had Giov- Giovanni. I think he played for Hull. Is that right, Steve? You probably know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That rings a bell. Yeah, that So at this point, he was at San Jose Earthquakes, I think. And he had 80 pace, 81 shooting, and 77 dribbling. Again, this is a 73 rated um, silver card he had outstanding free kicks um, pretty much felt impossible not to score free kicks with him um, I think that comes from Craig who suggested Lucho actually so thanks to Craig for putting him in also that year was uh, the infamous 48 rated Wallace and Troll I'm sure Chew, you've come across this around yeah that was uh, Craig LeBron's idea I remember that yeah and that, he, was, that was 13 wasn't it apparently it was FIFA was it 12. 13 or 12 uh, FIFA 11? No. Apparently it was oh, FIFA 11? 11. Oh, okay. I think so. Okay, no, Felipe Melo was FIFA 13. Yeah, that was the goalkeeper, Felipe Melo, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the 48-rated Wallison was because apparently Wallison didn't get an inform. Loads of people were really annoyed about it because he scored from 48 yards. And so the idea was they gave him a 48-rated card as a bit of a joke. And they uh, basically completely nerfed all his other stats down to like below 30 so he's basically unusable apart from his shooting which was like 88 um so yeah um little fun facts which i don't think you really see anymore in foot i'm assuming you know with your very realist hat on steve you probably wouldn't really want to see that uh no probably best not to get me started on that <laughs> subject again I, th- I think we know my views on that one by now <laughs> um okay right so Let's move on um, quite predictably to uh, Foot 12 oh, here we and go. start with Tom this time. Tom, what what can you tell us about Foot 12? Which cards particularly floated your boat that That year? was when I went full all out on the Brazilian front. So um, Nilmar is going to be um, my shout, who mm, you would have uh-huh. seen come up in that in that replies to that Twitter post. There. Nilmar, Nilmar was such a dick, man. I hate that. Mm. <laughs> that card. Would you like to enlarge on that too? <laughs> that card, that card, that card on Wellington used to abuse me so bad, man. Oh mm. my god. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, in what in what way was it so abusive? Then was it a bit like the sort of the Musa from from FIFA 16, 17? Did it just have the sort of BS factor? It was just the, the pure sweat. I mean, that was back in the time where like just sweat was real. You know, like. Like pace like, was the important stat, wasn't it? That, that was yeah, it was, it. it was like when the striker was away from the defenders, like there's nothing you could do. And Nilmar and Wellington could just do that. They just had this like acceleration that once they're gone, they're gone. And people remember back in the day, that was over-the-top through balls. That's all it was. So people mm. would just spam over-the-top through balls. And if, if those two guys were gone, like there's nothing you could do. Yeah, and that was also probably in the days of like the kickoff glitch or... You know, when you could just use to through ball it from kickoff and players would be on goal. It was it was a mad time. And so my suggestion um, for this year was uh, Dede. I don't know if people remember him, but Dede, the centre-back. Yeah, as Nep called him. And uh, <laughs> Dede Kambauer, I think some people called him. He was, he was 81 pace, 81 
defending 82 heading on a 78 rated centre-back he was playing at Vasco da Gama at the time um, Dede was like for some reason one of my favourite players throughout this period because he always had really good cards he was really good on the ball even though he was like 6 foot 3 or 4 and really really strong and uh, I used to do this thing where you could customise the formation in game and you can actually have a sweeper position and because everyone was obsessed with through-balling it through your defence and, and uh, like basically it felt like it was pointless having an offside defensive line if you like so a flat back four so what I did was like have him as a sweeper behind the defence which actually worked really well I, I couldn't often be bothered to set him up as a sweeper because you had to go into the in-game menus to do it but when I did it was pretty effective another Brazilian player at that time Felipe Santana do people remember him oh well? god the yeah. goal yeah he was crazy so he played for Dortmund um, and, and him and Dede I think you often saw those guys in a back three um, and then he had that David Luiz as well didn't he um, I don't know what that was. Was, was that 12 or 13? Oh, that might have been 13, actually. I think, oh, yeah, that was 13. You're right, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah, 13 was 3-5-2. Yeah, yeah, you're right. FIFA 12 hadn't quite taken off. Uh, a player that actually, a suggestion comes from um, Horace, former co-host, um, was uh, Andre Santos, the Arsenal left-back. He had ridiculous <laughs> He had ridiculous long shots. He was only in the game for about, I don't know, uh, well, only in, I don't think he was in the game for very long. He definitely wasn't Arsenal very long. He was otherwise average but just could hammer in a shot and this is back when people rocking a non-rare team became started to become a real thing um, at this point um, and the final one from you guys sending them in is ollie sent in morales kevin morales obviously then went to everton but back then he was at olympiacos and he i think this is right i don't know if you remember this he got upgraded to five star weak foot for an inform um, or something like that. So he had five-star weak foot, four-star skills, and this card is 82 rated, bear in mind. And he had 92, uh, 90 pace, 91 shooting, 86 dribbling, uh, 70 passing, and 72 heading. So n- not the best, apart from that 90 pace and 91 shooting, but 86 dribbling as well. It's a really, really good card. Um, yeah, if I saw you that get him in, pop up in the replies, and it was sort of a little bit hard to believe. Yeah, <laughs> it was just 82 rated. It, didn't, it yeah. just didn't look quite right. Yeah, it was bizarre. Well, worth pointing out quickly, that was the first um, 99 rated card for what well, item, sorry. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, as Messi. Yeah, record breaker, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember launching that. That was a very interesting... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that was a very interesting time. Yeah, it just stood out to me because it was the first 99 rated, and then that didn't happen again for another couple of years. Um, yeah. That's something else that's probably worth discussing over all of this is how much lower the sort of the the stat ceiling was i guess it's probably now just with like how much we see in terms of content but uh, you just you 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 get to you race to 99 quite quickly now whereas back then it was that was a huge deal i mean it's look at looking at the card though tom actually i mean it is it's literally 99 pace 99 dribbling um, <laughs> it's um i don't think we've seen a card like that recently no you wouldn't probably get away with that now <laughs> Um, the one thing though around that kind of skill or ceiling or whatever it's quite interesting because before in the early days of FIFA basically you used to have informs would hardly go up in rating but their stats would increase loads so that's why Morales got such a ridiculous card right because you'd only yeah. go up like one each time but the stat boost would be way more than one so that was quite fun actually and back then you got to remember that everyone was playing like single matches where you could see the opposition's rating in the loading screen so if you had ridiculous players who were actually really low rated but had outstanding in-game ability it was really useful because it appeared like your team wasn't very good but when you played them obviously they'd suddenly come up against really, really quality cards who were low rated. And that's why I think Brazil Silvers really became a thing because they were really low rated, but 
you in single matches, you know, people would match up against you thinking that you were, I don't know, just a, a bad player sort of thing. And obviously, uh, you'd uh, you'd smash them. Hmm. So, Chu, is there anybody that you'd like to talk about from from FIFA 12? Uh, FIFA 12 was, um, man, that was so. That was uh, you know when I first started working at EA. I came halfway through the year, so I came like um, maybe like a couple months before team of the season. Um, so you know, I actually ran with a lot of silvers and MLS. But I would say just my biggest memory of 12 was just the the trifecta, the Premier League trifecta of, I think it was Ashley Young on the left, Walcott on the right, and mm. a Bonlahore at ST. I mm. think that was just it. For me, that was FIFA 12. That was the, that was the beginning of Beast FC. So, <laughs> yeah. for me, that was like the most significant. Like, every match I played, every other match I played, it would be those three. They were like, you know, 70-something to 80-something rated, you know, so most people could afford them, and you would just see them every time. And you couldn't stop them, because I remember, I think I think it was 12 that finesse shots were BS. Like, people people, people act like finesse shots are bad now, which they are, <laughs> but FIFA 12, finesse shots were absolutely broken. Like, And you didn't have to time them back then. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to have people People forget. Like, that's why I find it funny about... Um, the complaints about finesse shots at the start of this year because yo go back and pay FIFA 12 because I remember my coworker um, at EA uh, at the time you sitting next to me Rolla 604 he used to play head to head with Bayern Munich that's his favorite team and he would have Robin on one side and Ribery on the other side and if you finesse shot with any of them it would go in nonstop and he would win like every in office tournament with just spamming finesse shots <laughs> with Robin and Ribery so yeah that's that's what that's what FIFA 12 was all about for me. Crazy to see an Ashley Young card with 93 pace as well. I mean, again, you're talking about the pace abuse, I guess. Mm. Oh, yeah. it was oh, That that trio was just the ultimate trio. And sorry, I just had one more to add on my own personal choices. Was this Team of the Season Perlo card? It was a 90-rated Juventus card. It had 84 shooting, but obviously outrageous long shots and, and free kicks. That's 95 passing. Decent defending, actually. 77 for a Perlo card. 89 dribbling. Um, and I think the reason why I loved him was because I really enjoyed wing play that year and had informed Rabinia and inform Lucas Moura who was back then at Sao Paulo or something I don't know he was in the uh, Brazilian league anyway um, and he was really really good for me just switching the play between the flanks which was something that um, I was just kind of getting used to and, and pretending that I was all kind of knowledgeable and tactical kind of Serie A football hipster and have done ever since <laughs> that's probably a good place to move on to uh to FIFA 13 then. Start off with you this time, Tube. Oh, 13. T- tell us your memories of, of FIFA 13. I, I, I will tell you as, um, you know, uh, so for the people that might not know, I, I was kind of hired to make sense of Ultimate Team. Uh, I was hired in, like I said, FIFA 12. And then, uh, you know, in the interviews, EA said, you know, they've got this new, it's like a young mode that they have. And it's got a lot of potential, but, you know, it's kind of hard to, like, make sense of it all. It's kind of hard to, like, not mass market it, but, you know, just kind of, it's very technical. It's very hard to get, you know, the average person to understand what's going on and get into it versus, you know, the super hardcore fans. Um, so that was my job to come and, like, make, you know, the average Joe want to play fun and get into it. And then also, uh, they remember, I remember them telling me that the, our community is kind of intense and I kind of laughed. But, yeah, no, they were right. <laughs> um, so those are my, my main things to um, that I was I was forced to do. And I will say the 13 is probably the most important ultimate team because 
as cool as the crazy stuff that happened, like, you know, bef- like in 10, 12, you know, this guy's getting a 48 and this guy, we're going to give this guy plus 10. And then, but he's going to be this rating because he did something crazy. Like, that was all cool. Internally, it was kind of hard to keep track, especially when you're trying to get a global marketing team from, you know, Germany, Spain, Italy to, first of all, they didn't know what Ultimate Team was to explain it to them and then be able <laughs> to know what to expect. So 13 was important because one of the guys, uh, OK Marks, who's probably, there's a lot of unsung heroes in, in FIFA Ultimate Team, uh, guys that should be pretty much millionaires based on this game. But OK Marks was a guy who came up with the inform rating system of like, all right, we'll go up plus one. Each mm. time, you know, maybe team this season, team of the year will go up like plus five or six. But like, we have to give it some kind of structure. And I think FIFA 13 was just like, you know, we had a new team. That's when Kristoff, uh, uh, unfortunately, did leave. So they made a new content team. I was the liaison for marketing with the content team. And that was like the first time we actually like had like a plan. Like we had like... We knew what was coming. We we knew we were going to do this at this time. We are going to upgrade informs this way. We are going to do that. So 13 was like the, the what you call it, the, the, the blueprint. So, so it was kind I, of like I, real FIFA. I mean, sorry, real it, ultimate team as we know it today. Exactly. I mean, it, you know, people say like the plus ones got boring and stuff like that after a while, which I, I don't disagree, but I think we still needed it to make this platform because we still needed to make the game grow so people could actually love it so internally in terms of i mean in terms of players that's what i think i think that was the first year like i fell in love with like players like as players in the game um mm. and of course my favorite player of all time in any fifa is mayuga the bazooka 72 rated silver striker but yeah. he's the best striker in the game by far it made no sense his all his shots went in and he had five-star weak foot, didn't he? That was the thing, though, didn't he? He, had, he did have yep. five-star weak foot or something like that. Five, uh, Four-star skills, five-star weak foot. I think, like, 92 pace. Just unstoppable. I mean, if you... If you... if you Someone, you know, just started foot last year, and I told you that a silver player was the best <laughs> SD... Literally, like, I would choose him over Ronaldo. I'm not... Like, mm. if you ask me to go back and, like, well, who would you have? Ronaldo, Messi, or Mayuk? I'll say Mayuk because you just know what you're getting. Um, so, Mayuk was my favorite player. Uh, and then my second favorite player being Nigerian is uh, Man of the Match, Mikel, uh, who was actually very good, not just because he's Nigerian, but he had the best positioning in terms mm. of like, I remember a problem back then was, you know, everybody's going three five two, but your CDMs would push up a lot and they wouldn't sit deep because you needed to sit deep to stop the over the top cheese. And Michael Bazooka would never, like, he just wouldn't pass the halfway line. He just had low high work rates and he would just stay right there, right in the middle every time um so there was him and then i'll just you know special shout outs i i'm probably gonna go off a little bit because th- this was just my favorite year of cards uh, like it. you said david louise dead in the center back felipe santana mm. the dortmund trio goza lewandowski and royce in my uh, german 352 and then inform yaya toure and inform sissoko in that year the two cdms uh, so I would put Man of the Match Mikel and Inform Yaya Toure, and it was a thing in the office at the time. We'll call it the Wall of Africa, <laughs> the CDM, uh, 352. So, yeah. This was when David Luiz, he did actually have a CDM card. Was it was it a hero card that he had with CDM positioning? Yeah, was, um, yeah the, it was just his, his regular well, gold that was actually a, a centre-back, yeah. curiously. So that's interesting because I guess a lot of people mm. wanting that, you know, even better OP David Luiz centre-back, and it never actually came. It was always CDM. Yeah, I mean that card. That yeah. card could like 
could last a nuclear apocalypse, man. That card was a god. He <laughs> <laughs> was really good. From my memory that year, it's just of this uh, ridiculous... Well, actually, this is something that's, that is a theme across various years, but um, informed Freddie Guarins over the years. Colombian, who obviously isn't now in the with Chinese league, but he, and he's had an inform this year. With the long shots. Yeah, and his long shots were just always outstanding. And this particular card... He had 77 pace, 83 shooting, 83 passing, 81 dribbling, 80 defense, 77 heading. And that's not an especially outstanding card, but just he was unbelievable at, at taking long shots and, and scoring free kicks as well, actually. when you, Back in the day when you just sort of like really, really powered those free kicks through, it was really effective. Oh, and then also a guy actually pointed this out on Twitter, and it's a player that I used a lot that year um, when messing around with bronze teams. Um, but it was Wellington Silver. It's a Brazilian guy, um, left mm. mid bronze card he had 90 pace and 82 dribbling absolutely terrible at everything else but that didn't really matter that year he was just he was just <laughs> godly really really good nice tom who have you got um okay so uh, same really in terms of just picking two stats that were particularly strong and everything else was a write-off i remember podolsky being really really handy for me that year yeah. so i was still trying to understand like what i was doing with with squad building and ended up just building an arsenal team um <laughs> I mean, i'm looking at it again now two-star weak foot, three-star skill moves, but 87 pace, 87 shooting, and just uh, as long as you're on the strong foot, you're all right, really. <laughs> the other one was um, Team of the Season, Carlos Vela, because I think okay. I think we, we had it run it as part of a giveaway, and I ended up with that in my club and thought, well, before I give it away, I'll, <laughs> give, I'll, I'll give it a run. I remember that, being, uh, that card being very, very enjoyable. And I think that's probably one of the first Team of the Seasons I got to use as well. Just trying to think, who was who was Vela playing for in uh, Real Sociedad? I think. Oh right, he was in the uh, the Spanish league. Yeah, which made it a little bit easier to put into uh, a squad. And the ones from the public, we've got. Um, we mentioned him, I think, earlier. Um, M&EK, um at Spartak Moscow. Uh, yeah, yeah, ridiculous yeah. card. Um, this is actually suggested by Marcos Gomez, um, the pro player. Um, so shout out to him for for sending us that one. But yeah, so he's to creep into the banter era of fat players, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So actually, these two are both kind of banter era players. So M&EK, ridiculously fast. Not I want to see had some of the worst passing you'll ever see on a player who is effective in the game, and then we also have um, Adele Tarapt in form. It's an eighty-rated card. Um, there was yeah, a, that was decent. Yeah, there was a spate of like really good Moroccan players for a bit with five-star skills. You had Basufa, I think, as well. He was in the Russian league. A few others, um, and this one, this one was sent in by Brooklyn, and uh, another one suggested by quite a few people. I think Quinn sent it in was um, Malapa the Silver. He was this really tanky um, German yeah. guy, really really good as well. So um, thanks to yeah, yeah, exactly. He was a really good target man. So those were it was really he was one of those players who was just really quick and really strong. And back then, those were the key things. Um, I do wonder though, you know, when we discussed this, whether it would be the same if we'd had something like rivals or champs, whether we would have even been able to deal with using these sort of lesser players um, if we had I, been. I, I don't. In a I don't even like setting. thinking about it. I, I just I, I like to preserve FIFA 13 as it was. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. The idea of. Um, the sweat on top oh. of sweat that that would have been was uh, not something we want to think about but yeah I guess we're moving out of FIFA 13 then and into FIFA 14 and I wanted to mention here is where we see a quite significant change and I guess you, you must have seen this through but the move to chemistry styles and also the removal of it's the last year of heading being a thing and it becomes physical as well so it, a, it felt like very much a transitional year the cards changed you get more of the kind of crest style is that right? Wait was um, it was it, wasn't it 15 that got rid of uh 
it was 15 that got rid of heading yeah yeah sorry i i explained yeah, i explained it, it i explained it badly I, I was saying it's the last year that heading oh, oh, was in oh, the game bad, but yeah 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 but the key thing was obviously chemistry styles made a, a difference i think in that year um and yeah uh, 14 is a very important fifa because for ultimate team because that was the first time i believe that the majority of people who bought fifa played ultimate team so that's when it was like mm. internally it was like yo this is the mode now because mm. fifa 12 or 13 like those of us who were on foot it was just us trying to convince everybody like yo hey we're not crazy this is like the best <laughs> mode of all time and i i still remember that's a huge this. coincidence given that that's the year after you were given the responsibility of making that happen <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was. Um, I'll do your humble bragging for you, mate. Thank you. I, I, thank you because I'm very terrible at it. And the thing is, if you tell the community now, they won't believe you because they'll just say I'm a yes man. Um, but yeah, so FIFA. I remember. My, I think I told a story before on this pod, but like my first ever business trip, my first ever business presentation was in FIFA 12, and the whole my whole job was to convince all the territorial. Um, you know, marketing leads and see, uh, you know, the senior, the senior team guys, the guys that decide all the marketing in, you know, Germany, France, Italy, Australia. I had to convince them why they should be promoting Ultimate Team on social media instead of just head to head. Like I had to convince, <laughs> like think about that for a second. I had to That's convince so people. <laughs> Doesn't that sound crazy? Like yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to convince them. Like, hey, this is what I do, and it's pretty hype like we should all do it because this mode is sick like I, I promise you guys this mode is sick like i'm not just making this up um and then 14 was like whoa like this thing really is sick like this is the first time that it's been the dominant mode mm. um so yeah what do you think the, the driving thing was, was behind that change then what do you think really was the switch between 13 and 14 that caused that Chew, it, it was it's the two effects the the funny thing is that people act like oh ea ea pushed everybody to ultimate team like that's they they always want to do that i mean no because bro i used to we used to struggle to get everybody to care about ultimate team Mm. it was the i won't lie it was the community that made ultimate team what like popular like it was just the fact that it was such a like it, it i mean i know we talk about you know the career mode like everybody has their preference you know but it's literally the most interesting mode in the game in terms of like how it connects to the real world and how it can just make you care more about FIFA. And I think 14, launch of 14 was when the community really took off, you know, your Rotoshaws, your Mad HDs, your Batesons, like coming off the end of 13. I think that's when YouTube and all that stuff really kicked off. And that was all centered around Ultimate Team and so all that interest then showed EA like, oh, hey, maybe we should push people to this mode. And then they push people to this mode. Mm. But to say that like EA had always wanted to like, oh, that's all they cared about. Bro, man. <laughs> no, I we, we used to struggle to get people to care about Ultimate Team. That's really interesting. I think it's no coincidence either that I think I'm correct in saying this, Tom, that FIFA 14 was the first year when the free pack project was introduced. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm happy to take some of the credit. I mean, you are welcome, Chu. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that, that for a couple more years. But yeah, no, yeah, that can't be a coincidence either. I was thinking before you said actually YouTube, it must have been around about the time that that started getting more interesting and obviously more, more content helps, more live content and stuff. But yeah, um, I think yeah. YouTube probably is, is underplayed how much of a part that had 
Yeah, um, it, it was really, it was like, we didn't know what to do with it, but it was like, whoa, like, it's just everybody's talking about FUT now. Um, in terms of players, um, I mean, that was the year of a Barbo. I mean, that was the year of, you know, crossing, sweat. Um, and Barbo changed, I guess, the complexity of my team. Or That was the first time I reached Division One, just because I put a Barbo in my team. So I have to say he's <laughs> the best player uh, for me. And then I had the Serie A team and I had this nice team of the season, Serie A trio. It was team of the season, Pogba from Juve. Team of the season, Vidal, who was just an animal. And then I think it was team of the season... De Rossi and they had a 4-3-3 defend and they just used to like it was just like the triangle of doom like they just used to like suck midfielders in and like just spit them out and that was just like my favorite thing but I think that was the year of Ibra apparently yeah and the year of Arturo Vidal having a card where he actually had hair as well yeah that's true <laughs> and uh strange thing to see so, actually I was thinking uh and actually, Tom, are your picks from your series for this year? Oh, it's so hard to remember back to the series from back then. Um, the mm, Grado stands We're all out. just waiting for you. We're, we're waiting for you to, to pick the year where Mario Gomez really came to the fore, Tom. That's any, anybody who's watched the Free Pack <laughs> Project will just be waiting for you to, to for the Mario Gomez review. I dined out on that I'm going to put in the, from... I'm going to put in the music as well, so uh, it needs to be said. <laughs> said well, that was probably half the appeal. Um, yeah. The Grado, I'm going to put forward... Um, he scored a lot of goals for me. I mean, yeah, for, from my point of view, it was trickier at this point because that's when I basically binned the idea of spending any money on the game and just working. I just worked with what I could earn, um, and that that left me to yeah, <laughs> ending up with play, getting an eighty-four rated Negredo was like, oh, this is this is as good as it gets. It was like your um, equivalent of Ronaldo back then. It really was. Um, I remember Jovetic being quite good that year as well. well it's funny actually. He's on my um, listener picks. List actually. Oh, yeah, he was good. Yeah, oh, okay. so um, five star skills. Well, he, he wasn't, I don't think, in FIFA 14, but he had been in the past. Oh, wasn't he? Um, Maurizio Zenteno sent this in. Um, you know, just basically, he's so well rounded and he was a really good player. And in fact, Marcus Gomez, um, Melbourne Pro, we were mentioned earlier, also replied to that guy saying, Yeah, what a card it was. And it was really good. I think it was that well rounded striker and he could play cam. And yeah, he was, he was really excellent. Another Premier League player actually who was really outstanding and kind of summed up the, the sweat era in a midfield capacity rather than strike is Ramirez um, an outrageous <laughs> oh god uh, yeah when he was playing for Chelsea oh. that Brazil link as well 88 pace 81 dribbling 79 passing and uh, 76 defending uh, 72 heading as well so really really just could do it all and uh, it was it was a it was the kind of thing where he was in people's teams right until the end of the year because you just didn't really have players you know, like that, he, he was a, an outstanding individual. And actually, I had him quite close to the end of the game, and uh, had him in a team with the other player I'm mentioning here, Davos Suka, the legend. Obviously, we had legends coming into the game at that point, and oh, yeah. um, that was a big moment. I suppose that may have also helped kick the game oh. on, um, in a big way. Yeah. But yeah, Davos Suka yeah. was the guy that I, for some reason, used first, even though I had no particular connection to him. Um, and uh, he had 70 defending as well um, obviously a lot of that's going to be his physical but he actually had a really good standing tackle and, and I used to play him like, all over the pitch basically and uh, he was really really effective and then a few years later he came back to bite me when I accidentally listed him and when I packed him for um, 100 or 200k less than he was actually worth so uh, yeah um, oh, we've all been there I think yeah that was a it was it was a it was kind of given him a negative slant which I wasn't really wanting after having some quite good times with him but yeah um, so those are the two 
two players that I used and, and really enjoyed. Oh, and the other one from listeners is um, do people remember Jackson Martinez? The oh, yeah, yeah. tanky yeah, Colombian played for Porto at the time. He got a team of the season in 14 and 15. Um, Leo Santos um, sent that in from FIFA 14, and then another guy, Big Ben. That's not one of my alts. Um, that is a, a genuine <laughs> listener. Um, he uh, mentioned this uh, Joseph Martin, uh, this Jackson Martinez from FIFA 15, which he also got team of the season both years. But yeah, it was a proper tank, 92 heading. And then I think he had sort of 89 physical the following year um, on his team of the season cards. Just a, a really, really good player with four-star skills as well. Cool. Okay, we'll move along to FIFA 15. And... I'd like to start you guys off by telling you that the 17th most highly rated card in the database that year was a Manchester United striker. He was playing for Manchester United at the time, and his overall rating was 95. Can we all... Oh, all right, that's not what I was thinking of then. (laughs) Um, Van Persie? Van Persie? No. Is he still playing in the Premier League? He is most certainly not, no. It It wasn't Falcao, was it? No. No, I'm barely convinced that he actually ever played in the Premier League, to be quite honest with you. Uh, uh, Di Maria? I'll, uh, I'll put you out of your misery. It's Elio Castro. Oh, uh. oh the pink. <laughs> oh, man, what a so, time. Yeah, that's um, the Twitch streamer, Castro, who got given a card after a charity stream, I believe it was, Junior, or something, something like that. Yeah, oh, man. Um, whoa. That was a very interesting month, actually, because um, earlier that month, I think a month before uh, Castro did that charity stream, we unfortunately lost uh, Simon Humber, who was one of the co-creators of the Mode Ultimate Team. Mm. Uh, I think him and him and Matt Pryor invented the Mode on a train when they were, <laughs> they're going on a train to somewhere. Um, so yeah, he um, unfortunately passed away of cancer. Um, probably one of the best producers out there i think he was the main producer on <clears throat> the world cup game uh which everybody uh, knows and loves and yeah mm. one of the fathers of ultimate team so he did a lot for career mode as well didn't he yeah he, he was just like there's some there's some producers in that company they're just geniuses almost like him uh, adam shike especially as well who comes up with a lot of modes in, uh, in ultimate team um so yeah you know it was um it was definitely you know sad times in the office um, because he'd been there for so long. And then, you know, usually in EA, when something goes out in terms of marketing, you usually have to have a, a lot of approvals and, you know, you have to, like, ask for permission. But, you know, we, we, um, uh, we're we obviously fans of uh, Cash doing that uh, 50-hour live stream uh, for cancer research, donating cancer research. And uh, the dev guys came up with the idea, like, oh, you know, like, you know, we lost an important member of our dev team to uh, cancer. So why don't we do something special? And again, me and marketing, like, oh, we got to go through like all these approvals. But I think it was on a weekend. So we all just got together. It was like me. I think it was uh, Angry Nate on Twitter who came up with the idea. So shout out to him. Uh, Tyler Blair as well. Um, you know, we needed his sign off because it's, uh, you know, he's one of the designers. So we kind of think, I don't know if it was like a Sunday or a Friday or something like that. It was just, I remember there's not that many people in the office. I came up with some, you know, messaging. Usually you have to send the messaging up to, you know, the people up top and they have to approve it. But I was just like, you know what? I'll just, me, Tyler, Nate, we'll just talk about it. We'll approve it ourselves. Put it out there. You know, maybe, hopefully the execs aren't watching Twitter on, or Twitch on the weekend, hmm. which I doubt they are. 
And you know, we're like, all right, yeah, if he if Castro hits that fifty hour mark, we'll we'll drop that into his account. Of course, you know, it has to be a a, a player in the database with the name Castro. So we just took the um, you know made it a purple hero one, upgraded the stats, and it's a one of a kind. I think that was probably I think even he was saying Castro was telling me this that was probably what um, really took his streaming career to the next level. I think it was that it was that charity stream. Mm, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, his rise has just continued and continued. Um, and uh, yeah, I was, I was thinking about that because there haven't. You, you, do you have a card, or is that just a card that's in Foothead database? Cause no, were, I, I wasn't cool enough to have my own card. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I was no, going to say, it's just there, I think you were too cool to have <laughs> your own card. <laughs> there are so few. Has that happened again? Uh, no, that was a, that was definitely a one-time thing. That that I doubt that will ever. No, I, I don't want to say it will never happen. But now you know the employees are coaches in the game like you see them as like coaches or managers or whatever but uh, yeah I don't think there's another one like that I think it's time to take a break long podcast this but we'll be back very shortly for a strange edition of FIFA Ultimate Team the best ever and 250 games with Inform Fellaini plus two on foot birthday and what he thinks of content this year all that in just a moment you'll be keen to know as a listener we've partnered up with Beer52 to give you the listener a free case of craft beers just go to beer52.com slash foot to claim a free case beer 52 is the world's most popular monthly craft beer discovery club it searches out incredible and exclusive small batch craft beers from some of the world's greatest breweries and brings them back for their members the current case out this month which steve is enjoying features a blend of european and uk beers so when you kick back and watch zlatan's highlights on youtube crack open a beer bibliotheque from sweden or gareth bales with a mango milkshake ipa from tiny rebel in wales or even pascal chimbondas with a mount saliva from france there's something for everyone's tastes if you like darker beers get yourself the mix case if you like lighter beers get yourself the light case it's easy and there's no minimum commitment so you can take the free case try the beers and see what you think all you've done is paid 5.95 for postage you've got eight incredible craft beers ferment magazine and a snack delivered with next day shipping it's a no-brainer try your first case for free at beer52.com slash foot cases usually cost 24 pounds there's no catch but if you want terms go to beer52.com for more details and of course please drink responsibly hello and welcome back after the break i'm still here with chu and i've also got steve the foot coach and tom mills who's new to the podcast so tom how was your first foot weekly break yeah it's very um very brief yeah, it was actually extremely <laughs> brief, wasn't it? Probably one of the, the short... Even by our standards. Even by exactly. our quick standards, yeah. But yeah, we're going to get back into um, looking back over these FIFA 15 players. You've sent in, listeners, uh, some of your favourites. and We've enjoyed looking through them. Um, if you didn't get your player features, you can always send it to us again. I, I'd quite like to pop in a few um, that we might have missed into the next podcast. So please do send those in and uh, I'll hand back over to Steve who's going to go through it. Although Steve, I believe this is the game where you started playing. Yeah, um, I, I played FIFA for a long time before, mm. uh, before I took up foot. But foot 15 is really, I, I kind of just dabbled with it really. I'd say 16 was the first year that I took it really seriously. But um, yeah, I personally, my fond memory of, of foot 15 would be Yannick Balassi his team of the season card Oof. and uh, just having a lot of fun with the five-star skills there. Um, so, yeah, that would certainly be one of my fondest, earliest memories. How about you guys? Let's start with uh, let's start with Tom. Uh, okay, so this was the beginning of a, 
an ongoing love affair with um, Bruma. Yes. Um, <laughs> we'd get we'd get to him eventually. I'll be honest; it, it was the pace um, and four-star <laughs> skills that were yeah. were an appeal. It's like one of those um, things. Like, Tom, what was it that caught your eye about Bruma? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was that it was it was pace and skill moves because um, his finishing leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. This is a point in FIFA for me, particularly, I guess, because I was doing that series and the way I was playing the game, where I like. I started to get a bit personal with players and I have that hang up even now where like I'll mm. be reluctant to put someone on the market even if I need the coins I'll just be like, oh, I've played a hundred games with them and they were like you know they're really good to me you get a little bit sort of too personally attached um, and that, that happened with him um, mm. but of course so. with the free pack project you never needed to worry so that was a uh... No, I suppose no, no. Now that I'm sort of uh, actually using the market. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. But but Ben, no, it wasn't. um, It wasn't an issue. But um, yeah, Hmm. that was that was one that was ongoing. There's a few more standout. There was uh, Pitsy. Uh, Yeah, I think he was a Cam. Then Uh, he may still be. Um, He's just got, I think, an 88 rated in form the last couple of weeks. Oh, it's the UCL card, isn't it? It's the um, UCL. Sorry, yeah. Well, not UCL. It's UEL, isn't it? It's the Europa League item. Yeah, 88 rated Um, card. Yeah. Uh, and Adarice as well. He was the precursor to Mario Gomez, really. Mm, Mario Gomez, you say? Those who know will know. And Chu, what were your players for FIFA 15? FIFA 15, man, it, it was it was just Dumbia. Uh, we had that pink Dumbia at the end too, but that was just... That was the sweat god. I mean, I think FIFA 15 was the sweatiest year of FIFA of all time. I actually didn't like FIFA 15 gameplay. I know everybody, look, everybody always talks. The funny thing about the community, you know, no feds, is that every FIFA I've worked on, FIFA 12 to FIFA 16, you know, you hear everybody talking about the good old days and how, like, oh, FIFA sucks now. FIFA 15 was the best. Oh, my God, FIFA 16 was the best. Those dudes used to tell me that that was the worst FIFA ever. Every year, it was the worst FIFA ever. They told me to kill myself, tell me that it was trash and I'm not doing anything good. You know, now that I posted, like, oh man, remember those days? I was like, oh, Chew, you know, you were the best. The game's gone downhill since you left. No, you guys told me I was doing absolutely nothing when I was there. So, um, you know, nostalgia obviously affects people's uh, memory, but um, I personally didn't like 15 because I remember the cheese was. You'd run to the side of the keeper and tap it in, which is like so stupid. But oh, uh, people well looking get, back get past the keeper really easily, couldn't you? Is that exactly? You yeah, just kind of yeah. run to the to the right and just do a little tap. Uh, people seem to have loved that, but I didn't. I, I was it was a lot of zigzag cheese as well. Zigzag dribbling was like really big, mm. uh, where you just kind of do speed dribbling. So it wasn't my most funnier. But when you had to be a, anything's fun. So yeah, <laughs> actually, I was going to say because the. It finally kind of happened, if you like, the the ultimate OP triple threat uh, combo where they all went to Roma. Oh, you God. Had Roma, Jovino God damn it. on the left, uh, 93 pace, 83 dribbling. And then Dumbia, who was also Ivory Coast, obviously, as well, and Roma. So there was a perfect link there um, with his 93 pace, 82 shooting, 82 dribbling. And then on the right... You had a barbo um, with his ridiculous physical and Oof. and ninety one pace, so it was a it was a horrible year to be a, a FIFA player. Um, but it was oh, somewhat God. rescued for me actually by the fact that this was the golden age for the Russian Premier League. I don't know whether anyone remembers this, but you had um, a team of the season, Eremenko, who was a really really outstanding card. Yeah, that? that came up a few times, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, a few people actually posted that as well, and I really enjoyed using him. And in combination, he was a great player for a few years, wasn't he? Yeah. He made a lot of my starter teams later on as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Rondon was the other player that I paired up actually with Aramenko, who was really, really underrated that year. I don't think many people were talking about him, but he had four-star skills, four-star weak foot. He was playing for Zenit at the time. Obviously, he's now at Newcastle. Um, and this card was outstanding. It had 89 shooting. He had like 95 strength or something like that. Um, 83 pace and 80 dribbling. It was, was really, really good. Uh, and then I also had um, the kind of start, I guess, of my series of teams basically for many years, which revolved around Quaresma. And he was an outstanding card that year. Had an 84 rated card, I think it was, with 88 pace, 92 dribbling, 86 shooting, and uh, 86 passing as well. Um, and... Um, it was a year when I probably had, relative to other people's teams, the best team that I've had in foot. And why? Well, it's all because of Chu. Um, because uh, that year, I believe it was... Oh, right, God. Chu, you introduced price rages. Well, you didn't obviously person, oh, personally. Man. But but the thing <laughs> was that it was really good for me because I got wind of what was happening quite quickly sold everything before price ranges kind of started to reduce prices massively. Um, and uh, also, I didn't really... I didn't buy coins myself. Um, I was quite into trading at the time. So mm-hmm, um, sure. it, was, it was basically like yeah. perfect conditions for me to, to do really well and ended up the year with like a, a record breaker um, Ronaldo striker card, which I think is his first striker card in foot, I believe, and, and things like that. So yeah, big shout out to Chu for making that possible. Oh, hey, no problem. Glad I can help. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it was probably the weirdest year of foot because of, of price ranges having to come. Uh, midway through the game um, mm. wasn't the best thing to happen but it's something that had to happen I mean yeah yeah no um, it definitely did I mean I, the inflation in the in the market was just crazy you know anyone who wasn't buying coins was at such a huge disadvantage it was just crazy exactly and um, yeah I think it got to the point that after team of the year you know um, it kind of got out of hand you know because you know people spent a lot of coins bought a lot of coins to open team of the year packs and then you know they have way too much, way too many coins, and that drove the prices to astronomical uh, prices. Um, and yeah, you know, like we, it was, <laughs> I would say, the scariest time I've ever had at EA was like the day before price ranges, because you know, you know, when you know you're gonna say something that everybody's gonna hate you, even though mm. you didn't do it, but you're the messenger. I was like, I know I'm fucked. Like, I just, I just, I know everybody's gonna, you know, like, um, and we'd been working on it. And actually, the month leading up to it is like just knowing that in a month you're gonna have to, like, everybody's gonna hate you, you know, YouTubers are gonna hate you because you're between, some of them even came up to me after, we're like, yeah, sorry for all the hate you got because you're standing between me and a million dollars. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, <laughs> again, I really don't blame any of them, to be honest with you. Like, actually, we all get along very well, actually. Like, we're, we're, we're pretty close, you know? Um, but it's funny because, you know, at that time, me, myself, and the dev guys all knew that basically FIFA 15 had to be sacrificed for FUT to be good from FIFA 16 on. Like, we all knew it was going to work. Mm. And we knew that it was the right thing to do as much as, you know, you know, people were going to say otherwise. And, you know, of course, I don't remember the little mini Pez rebellion where everybody acted like they're going to upload pens, but we all... I mean, <laughs> that honestly, lasted we, about uh, two weeks, didn't it? Yeah, honestly, the officer like, yeah, that's going to be... Like, let's just give everybody a free pack. They'll come back, and they did. Um, the funny thing is that during the RIP FUD... No, seriously, like, during the RIP FUD days, um, for me, that was still the... The FIFA community is not very good at boycotts, uh, if I'm being very honest. It's somebody that's always been on the other side. I, I'm being, you know, it, 
I'm I, I being serious because sometimes, like, you see, like, now that I've left EA, you see a boycott and you're like, yo, you guys, you guys got them. Like, I, I would say Chemgate in the FIFA 16, like, I was like, yo, you guys got them. Like, this is what you guys have always wanted, you know? Like, because mm. I still like Chemgate community. I'm like, you guys got them. But then, I will lie, the FIFA community, everybody's in it for themselves in a way. So if they don't see an immediate benefit for themselves, they lose the interest there. Like, the FIFA community is not very good at banding together. Mm. Um, I think what you're seeing now, I mean, you know, I've, I, I I hate having to go to this route, but you see, like, now, like, like let's take, for example, uh, like, uh, how Kurt's, you know, trying to ban people to, ban people together to, you know, I guess, I don't know if it's overthrow EA, you know, or make the game better. But the thing is that, like, like I said, this always has, somebody's had to, like, squash community rebellions. The community is very bad at coming together. So he's actually like, you know, the whole thing about, you know, uh, blaming content creators. Uh, yes, man. Saying, I think he just put a tweet out saying like, oh, he's going to save people from Castro posting about 193 drafts. But it's like, the only way you're going to get something like, you're going to overthrow EA or whatever is if you come together. So you can't, Mm, insult yeah, people yeah. to make them come closer yeah. to you it gives the opposite because people are going to resent you if you talk badly about them but you need the community to come together and if you the FIFA community is terrible at coming together absolutely terrible there were times RIP fought the biggest rebellion in fought history we actually just it wasn't even like to dispel the, the rebellion it was literally just to say sorry for um, how bad price changes I had gone. We dropped a free like 25k pack or like a 35k pack. That was one of the biggest weeks in FUT history. Everybody came back. <laughs> we're just like, we're just sitting there looking at each other like, are these people serious? Like, I just got spam RIP FUT for a week straight and everybody dropped what they're doing for a free pack. And <laughs> I would just say anybody who, you know, wants to get something changed, EA, like, don't separate the community. Bring them together. Like, if you're taking shots at people, those are the people that you need. You can't mm. separate the community and then ask them to come together to support a cause. Like, it's just not going to work. And also, I mean, content creators, of which Castro is probably the leading guy, they have much bigger influence than pro players do in the community. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a crazy kind of sta- hill to die on, if you like, isn't it? It's a, it's a strange thing that happened um, around that. Um, I just wanted to quickly yeah. mention, actually, because I've always feel bad if I miss out people's um, suggestions. Um, the triple threat of Jovino, Dumbia and Debarbo was um, sent in by Greg Trainer, so thanks to him. And also another player that was mentioned by loads of people actually in the replies is Chikahui. Chikahui, yeah. So bear in mind this is an 80 rated inform. He had uh, 86 pace, 90 dribbling, 82 shooting and a very solid passing as well, 87 and he was actually fairly physical as well. And I think he was, I think he was like six three or something. He was a pretty, pretty big unit. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a really, really good year for. Actually, it was generally quite a good year for Skillers. But yeah, as you said, Chu, sorry, going back to FIFA 15, uh, it was not the best in terms of gameplay. Um, I think a lot of people would would get behind that. Yeah, no, but but if you told people right now, they'll say that that was one of the best years. But <laughs> uh, people forget that goalkeepers are absolutely broken that year. Like goalkeepers did not work. I remember that. Yeah, apart from maybe those ridiculously overpowered yeah. joke heart cards maybe around this time. But yeah, it's probably time to move on. Let's indeed move on to, I think we're now up to FIFA 16, are we? We'll begin this time with Ben. Ben, tell mm. us your thoughts about players from FIFA 16. So it was weird. I was actually struggling to remember players from FIFA 16 at all. And yeah. actually, 
it's really interesting and this came up again and again when people were sending in replies and I certainly found this trying to come up with players um, you know old co-host Torres and I were chatting about um, players that we'd enjoyed and pretty much all of them were like FIFA 12 um, even FIFA 17 came up more I'd say FIFA 14 less so FIFA 13 but yeah and, and FIFA 16 was one of those years that just kind of passed us by clearly and I think it was the same for it feels like it's the same for a lot of people we don't hear people mentioning it much it was obviously the year just before FIFA 17 which was the start of foot champs SPCs and all that stuff but there was a really 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 good card in the team of the season that year which is probably one of my favorite team of the seasons of all time which was Ben Arthur um, it was just an outstanding card obviously five star skills four star weak foot he had 88 pace 96 dribbling 87 physical so obviously really high strength and uh, 91 passing as well he had 93 shooting um, and then there was another team of the season card that was five ratings higher but I did still prefer Ben Arthur um, and that was Hulk this Hulk card 92 pace 93 dribbling 96 shooting 94 passing and 94 physical it was a ridiculous ridiculous card that was also suggested by Mikel Hoyer as well so yeah a really really top 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 card if i can just jump in there ben actually um the russian league threw up some really great cards that year mm, and yeah. i can remember this was very much the time of lambo matt matt lamborn who we mentioned earlier and he was always a big advocate of, of using russian league players because of the value and so following his lead i actually my my end team was mainly comprised i think of, of russian league players and you've already mentioned hulk but um on the other side, um, there was Oleg Shatov, the left midfielder. Mm. Uh, 92 pace, 85 shooting, 86 passing, 89 dribbling. Nice card, cheap and affordable. And then as a striker in between the two of those, um, you spoke about big units earlier. There was Artem Djuba. Mm. Um, this guy's six foot four with 91 physical. And if you think that, that Ibrahimovic is a bit OP in the, in the air, the flashback card this year... Um, you should have checked out Artem Tuba in FIFA 16. If you if you got the ball anywhere near him aerially, it was hitting the back of the net. Yeah, he was he was pretty outstanding. I remember coming up against him. I don't think I had it myself, but it was a it was a serious threat. Just to pop in the um, community pick comes in from Dat Boy. I don't know if there's any relation to YouTube, um, but he mm-hmm. said Jeremy Menes. Oh yeah, 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 nice. Yeah, that that is a card that I feel came up year on year as being that player that you get kind of early on a decent shot on him always felt like he could produce a finesse shot as well and he, he didn't feel weak even though he never really had the best strength so yeah he was at AC Milan that year but he also was at um, a French side as well I think so a good card um, and used by a lot of people but yeah Tom what, what was your pick? Well I sent you some pictures of my FIFA 16 club didn't I? And oh yeah, yeah. now that you've seen them you understand why it was so hard to pick because it was sort of that was the year we had the keys to FIFA when you, when you say that you had the keys to FIFA, you, I feel like you're gonna have to elaborate a little. Bit more. I don't know how much Chu will tell me if I'm if I'm not allowed to say this kind of thing. But we, there was a there was a group of people that were um, given lots of stuff. Um, yes, we were uh, getting yeah, it was um, a nice little initiative for people who didn't coin sell. There you go, coin see promote. team yes man. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that yeah, yeah, see, yes man. That was like you know how the Avengers were first created. That was like the the initial the first yes men that I created <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah God. so that deal consisted of uh, oh I said it was a deal They'd be, I ended up on a list somewhere that meant that I got the best three informs um, from each team of the week dropped into my club and yep. I think it was 48,000 FIFA points a month yep. yeah, that was well. good 
Well, yeah, it was a good deal. I missed that, bud. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, God, imagine but, the riots if some people got it now and some people didn't. Oh, my well, God. Do you know what? Just to expand on it, this, that's what made it so hard to make this pick because I had I had every player in the game, literally. Like, <laughs> apart from icons um, or legends, as it were, I, I had every player in the game. Um, so I settled on Iniesta because it was one that I actually found in a pack. Um, it did make it a bit boring just having access to every player. I know it sounds mm. ridiculous, and you wouldn't. No, no, I know. No, what you mean. A lot like, of people won't believe you, but it, it genuinely yeah. did. It's the very opposite to the free pack project in, in a way. You know, you're not playing with these like you know low-rated cards. Who it um, went against everything I stand for. Yeah, so. yeah. You sold, you sold out basically, didn't you, Tom? You sold out. Well, it was free, and I didn't have to do anything for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we we all would have. We all would have. Exactly. Yeah, has, has anyone else got anything else from FIFA 16? As I said, it's a bit of a sort of, I don't know, not particularly interesting year. There was a, another Guarin yeah. card that people brought up, which I'd looked pretty good. But yeah, it's interesting. If people have players from that year, then send them in. We're, we're lacking. I seem to remember it as also being the year of, of Ahmed Musa, of him mm, being quite nasty. Yeah, yeah. To was that, was that, that it? Yeah, no, yeah. you're probably right, actually. I, I think that was 16. Um, 16 or 17. I think he was pretty nasty in both, but I think he he first sort of came to prominence in sixteen too. Yeah. Sixteen was like it wasn't the most interesting year. I, I would say it's sixteen is the most forgettable FIFA, as bad mm. as that sounds. The pros like it though, because it was the most reliable gameplay wise. The gameplay wasn't like enjoyable in my opinion, but I know the pros kind of reminisce about it because it's like it it, it felt like it was kind of like a fighting game in the mm. pro sense where it's like backwards body fate. Uh, Ball roll uh, to what's the speed boost? Da 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 near post shot like that kind of thing. Like right, if you just right, pulled right. off that combination, it was always responsive. So it's uh, like a kind online. of um, what would be the way to describe it? It's kind of like minimal in terms of the randomness. Exactly. Of the game. Yeah, yeah. Which pros tend to enjoy, yeah. but I guess yeah, as you say, it's not so fun for casuals sometimes because you don't get the I don't know crazy long shots and the, the things like that. Yeah, like, it was yeah. pretty dull because I remember the, the the producer that year kind of wanted to be a bit more simulationy. Mm. Um, instead of like crazy, uh, but yeah, if you ask like the Tasses, the Gorillas, they'll probably say that sixteen is probably the best, mm. and it'll sound weird. But in, in terms of players, yeah, I would say I think that was the first time I ever uh, was that the first time I got Team of the Year Ronaldo. I remember it was really OP for me. I would say him and Team of the Year Neymar was probably the best player in the game that year. Mm. And that's all I remember. Wait, are we done? Are we done this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sixteen was boring. Move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's move on. We because we've got we're into more recent history. I guess but FIFA seventeen is actually the FIFA that the podcast started um, in. Mm. Um, so we're into that era, and we're also into the SBC era. We're into foot champs, things like that, and it obviously made the game quite different. And it also meant a lot of people sent in their picks from that year. Player of the month, Son, is someone I never, oh I never God. got, oh but is possibly yeah, will always on be one list. of them. Yeah, he, I mean, I think it will always be of one of the most iconic players um, in oh. FIFA history because he was just unbelievable. I mean, he was an 80 ra- 89 rated player, but he just he felt like he was 99 rated. He was outstanding, and he came from nowhere too. Yeah, yeah, the year before, nobody was using him. It was just that year suddenly took off. We've also got another suggestion from a uh, listener and. Uh, who, a man who's come on the podcast a few times, Ian Sterling. Um, I've heard of him. He's brought up Musa Sal, who that year had yeah, this oh my orange God, card. That stupid card. Yeah, and he was, what the was man he, like, match. 300k or he, something when he came out? It was oh, mad expensive. That card, you couldn't stop that card. Oh my mm. God, dude. Like, if he did the shielding with him, that was when shielding was broken. Yeah. You couldn't do anything. Oh my God. 
I forgot about that physicality. He was a real pig. <laughs> oh, oh, I was waiting gosh. for that. I'm here all week, guys. <laughs> oh no. Um, I'll go into my pick. So premium SBCs were a thing that year, and there were some oh, cracking cards. And my personal favorite was that El Shawari card. Um, reminded me of those early days when he had actually had five star skill moves, five star weak foot. But yeah, it was it was really really good. Ninety two pace, ninety three dribbling actually okay physical as well but he had 88 shooting and 84 passing had him and Ronaldo up front really really effective and player that I actually wanted to chat to you about you who I personally thought was outstanding I bought him and then he was quite cheap as a as an icon 86 rated and then I think it might have even been you who really hyped him up um Alexi Lalas oh my god he was the he was amazing he was the most valuable for price icon he had some kind of crazy physical that his strength was just like I'm looking at his stats right now. I think he had yeah he had 86 physical, but his strength was like 90 something. I mean, I'll be honest, like in real life, he wasn't that good. Yeah, I was gonna but, say he's um, quite funny in terms of that that card that you know should he have been an icon? Probably not, but probably know, not. He yeah, was really that, really that. good. I think that was the North American marketing team being like, yeah, mm. let's let's uh, <laughs> let's get this game hype in North America. Give us 17. I, I want to get your guy, you guys' opinion on this, but. I think, to me, that's the that's the best FIFA. I think I think you're probably right. Yeah, maybe it's because that was the first FIFA I I didn't work on. First Ultimate Two I didn't work on, so I was like so happy to just experience it without stress. But I thought that hit the most amount of marks for the most amount of people in the community in terms of like, oh, you're a pro. Oh, you don't like playing gameplay. You like to grind. Oh, you like to do, you know what I mean? Like, you mm. know, SBCs, FUT champs, um, new content types, new kind of content cards. I just feel like it satisfied people the most all over the board. And it's it also, made so many careers in the FIFA community. I also think it's one of those things you're right, isn't it? That that was the first year of FUT champs, the first year of SBCs. There's never, well, I mean, we might see big changes going forward, of course. But in terms of the last three years... It was like the watershed moment, wasn't it, really? And it, and possibly the biggest watershed moment in the whole of foot history because of the SBC factor, I'd say. Yeah, I, I, I think FIFA 17 saved foot, in my opinion, because people don't realize how boring FIFA 16 was where we just spam draft, honestly. Like, we didn't have... There, was not, there, there wasn't something for you to grind. I know, you know, now we've gone too far into foot champions and stuff like that, but, mm-hmm. like, there, just, there weren't things to grind for no reason. Like, there wasn't... Uh, we, we just what we did we literally did draft and we did seasons division one and then you got like coins and a kit and that was it so 17 i know that in, in internally da it was kind of like a new it was a new set of eyes like uh in terms of a new new production uh leads mm. uh not necessarily like oh they were better than the last guys but a lot of times in da sometimes you just need somebody new who hasn't been in the whole um, flow of things from like FIFA 12 yada 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 so I think they brought you know uh, Gareth Reader some other guys on and just like oh well how come we always did this and uh, you know the old guys would be like because we just always did it but like it just takes somebody to come in and be like mm. well why can't we do it that way yeah, it's yeah. not like people didn't want to do it they just never saw it so even that's why I'm happy I left because there's stuff that I could have stopped from happening because I'd be like oh we always do it this way and somebody knew to mm. be like, oh, well, why don't we just do it that way? Yeah, and of course, you wouldn't have been allowed to come on the podcast either, so <laughs> absolutely the <laughs> right decision. <laughs> but yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it, how you know those kind of things have um, have shaped the course of EA, you know, like the individuals that have been here that nobody really kind of gets to know, I suppose, as well. Oh, but, my God, yes. Yeah. 
too many legends that people will never know, uh, but have saved uh, Futs. Special shout out to Dunans and Dragons. People don't realize he is the most important person at EA. I will yeah, tell yeah. you right now. And he's a great guy. I've met him, had the pleasure of it. Yeah, yeah he, he has saved, the amount of times he has saved the servers. You think the servers are bad. That man has single-handedly saved servers in since as long as I can remember. That man will, will, will save the servers at 3 a.m. in the morning. Mm. If he has to, uh, the true MVP. Uh, but in terms of uh, cards, I would say three come to mind. And they are, first of all, team of the season Dembele from Barca. Or was it Dortmund at that time? I think it was Dortmund. I think it was uh, Dortmund, yeah, yeah. It was. I, I remember I remember that because he had a one to watch as well, didn't he? Uh, he yeah, he had, a, he had a one. Yeah, that was the first one to watch. Yeah. And his for me that was probably arguably my most fun card of all time. Like that mm-hmm. was the first time I've liked a card more than Ronaldo. Like I was like I'd rather I had him and Ronaldo up top four three one two, and he was one of those players that actually felt like ninety nine pace. Kind of how like Mbappe feels now, team of the yeah, year, yeah. where you're like that is what ninety nine pace is. He had the skills, his dribbling, like he could pull off all the dribbles. So there was him. Um, Rio Ferdinand, because, I mean, AI defending was a bit high. I won't say as high as now, but, like, you could just play FUD champs in Division One, and Ferdinand will defend for you. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. And then last but not least, the premium SBC, David Luiz. I thought that was one of the best cards mm, ever. Nice. Tom, who have you got? Uh, all SBCs for me. I got, like, that was a big, big change um, mm. and, and has remained that way since, uh, since they were brought in. So we already mentioned Sun. We've said what we need to say. Um, also, uh, player amongst Sterling. I think that was the first one I Ooh, did. I yeah. sunk so much into that. I get put everything I had into that. I mean, yeah, it was it was a year of being addicted to uh, SBCs. The Gerrards that came very late on. I can't remember who they did Gerrard and was it Lampard as well? They put two of them out right towards. Oh the yeah, end. the end, yeah, end of an yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, so I even did the Gareth Barry one, um, <laughs> which <laughs> that was, was that for Premier League appearances or something like that. Yeah, yeah, six hundred um, was it? Also. No, it I'm not, yeah, I'm not putting him forward as being an um, an excellent item, but uh, yeah, that was just demonstrating <laughs> just how dem- yeah demonstrates the depths of the SBC addiction. <laughs> yeah, um, Barry levels. There are a few for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no, good. What about you, Steve? I, I believe I did the very first SBC that was released, and that was Jonas. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm, the, the Portuguese yeah, yeah. league the SBC, league SBC yeah. and yeah, I, I kind of married myself to a. a Liga Nosh team for the first three or more, mm. four months of FIFA because of that. Do you remember how much it um, cost And I you? couldn't get on with him. Um, oh, it was a lot, man. It was probably about three, four hundred thousand coins, which to me at that time was a lot. And it was early in the game. Yeah, so that's I all you got, isn't it? Um, so and, yeah, and, and, and wait, I, I didn't like him. Never, never really got him. To and work. Steve, you, yeah, you obviously like learned from that, didn't you? And this year, you didn't do any overpriced Brazilian SBCs for strikers early on in the game. I think we both know that's not true. <laughs> Moving on to other players <laughs> that I liked in FIFA 17. It was the year of the um, the super sub, Herving Lozano, oh. I think, first came to the fore. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was FIFA it? Yeah. 17. He had, I think he got a team of the season card with, with 99 pace. Um, pretty high shooting, can't remember off the top of my head. High 80s. And the other meta card, really, that sort of dominated in FIFA 17 was Kante. That's when Kante oh. first really sort of became yeah. the, the midfield yeah. destroyer that everybody had, I think. Yeah, that's a really good point, Kante actually. Too. And Bakayoko, of course. Bakayoko was. Yeah. And Bakayoko. Unbelievable that year as well. So, uh, FIFA 18 then. Um, Chu, let's, let's start with you on this. Have you got any players you enjoyed using that year? Um, like 18, for some reason, 17 just... 
I feel like he had a bigger connection with players from 17 and 18. I don't know if anyone else felt the same way. Mm, yeah, I don't know what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah like there's something about 18 where I, I don't know. I just didn't have that same like, oh my god, this player. Like I'll do anything for this player. You know, I, I put down Team Dear Ronaldo because he was just a beast. But you know, that's an easy one. I would say Fuddy's Alessandrini was probably yeah. the guy that really let me enjoy the game near the end. Yeah, I'll say Fuddy's Alessandrini was just one of those guys that like. It was just weird that, like, a player from MLS... I think that was the first time that an MLS player was meta. And I thought that was just so sick. That finally, like, you know, somebody who loves MLS, Mm. that there's a player from the league that can actually be, like... You'll see him in pro player teams um, and things like that. So, and as much as I hate this card, I think... You know, like Tom said, like that, the birth of Lozano was 17. I think, like, the the final form Lozano was um, 18. With uh, there was that sub that everybody freaking had. Was it? Or maybe it was seventeen. I don't know. The eighty four Lozano that like everybody had mm, yeah, uh, wait, on their yeah, bench. That, that's the year when he really became. He was absolutely everywhere. Yeah, yeah he was like that's my most hated card last year. But I have to, I have to respect that card at the same time. You know. And uh, Tom, did you have any particular picks from this year? More SBCs, I guess. Uh, no, actually, it wasn't. Well, some of them might be, but. Um... I got the path to glory, Milinkovic Savage. Um, oh yes, yes. And then you may may not remember, but you actually helped me build a team around him. Um, yeah, which actually I did. Actually, quite a nice team. I think I ended up with the SBC Insigne and Anderson, who was a cam, the birthday Anderson, and I moved him to striker. Yeah, I, I do um, remember that. Yeah, yeah. That was your suggestion was moving him to striker and. So yeah, that was. I think it started as an eighty-six and got upgraded a couple of times. So it's one of those for me. It was like oh, I just can't really move him out. Mm. Um, birthday Torre. That was because um, it's obviously his first year of objectives as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and that was a that was a reward for one of the objectives. I can't remember what it was now. I don't think it was too much of a grind. It was ten matches of something. It wasn't too much of a pain, and that ended up being um, really really useful. What else did we have? I used the Inform Fellaini for over two hundred and fifty games. I made a note of. Wow. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I said I got like personally attached to players, and he just sort of stuck in my squad and stayed yeah, there yeah. for a very long time. Um, Pushkas um, yeah. Giroud uh, used mm. for a very long time as well, um, and one to watch Bruma. Be have to bring him back and give him another little mention. Yeah. Stuck by him for a very very long time, waiting for an upgrade that never came. <laughs> um, yeah. There yeah, so for me, um, two players who were, I guess, you know, really the players of their generation. Ronaldinho was back after he'd been gone for a long time. And I didn't mention him before because I would have just mentioned him every single time because obviously being a huge fan of him and in real life and playing with him over the years, he was just great. Even when he had about 50 pace towards the end, he was still still a player I was using and enjoying. But yeah, the way that he came back, obviously, as an icon and, and eventually did the SBC for the 94 rated um, version at the end um, and uh, it was a bit of a weird moment as I submitted the um, I think it was the you know that 91 rated Perlo we got or it was very easily obtained around Christmas time that year yeah um, that was about that was about 40k wasn't it I think it cost me it was a gift really yeah it? yeah it was it was went through the heartache of like ending up submitting him into per- uh, Ronaldinho because it was really the only way I could afford him at the time um, and I remember that being quite a, a sort of bittersweet moment um, as I did that and then of course they brought out the SBC again like a month later so then of course the other player of their generation Vincent Abubakar 86 rated uh, in form was just an outstanding player and really really enjoyable to to play with early on in the game I had this 
hybrid around informed tupo moting uh, Stoke and uh, Gelson Martins as well who hadn't really 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 good inform actually so yeah I, I think it was one of those things where I don't really remember apart from those two any particular standout players even though it was last year but also proved by the mentions that we got I guess it's a bit too recent history so we didn't get many people um, dropping in FIFA 18 players the, the two players that I'd bring up from from FIFA 18 it, I always remember it as being the year of of team of the season cards being more easily attainable yeah I think they were mm. given out in, in weekly rewards a few of them yeah. Carlos Lopez springs to mind who was he was a Spaniard in the Polish league so he was a bit of a nightmare to link for a card that you basically got for nothing as I remember it he was he was real fun for a few weeks mm. that that's a card that sticks in the in the mind the other one is a card that sticks in the throat um, I packed a an untradeable Sadio Mane team of the season mm. and I don't know if you guys have ever had the same thing but it didn't matter what squad I put him in or which system I tried to play him in he made a perfectly well-functioning squad turn to complete horseshit just merely by being there. Um, and I've never really known a card do that before. Players became clunky. The whole thing just fell apart every time I put Sadio Mane in the team. The, Is that it just sounds me? pretty psychological, but... Uh, yeah, I had him, and I don't remember that. But I probably didn't... I don't remember using him very much, so that was, that was later on. I mean, Tom, it wasn't exactly the same card, so maybe Steve's That's just... True. Maybe there's just something wrong with yours. Maybe I, yeah, I just had a cursed one, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that brings us to the end of our recap of the various different players we used. As I said, do send in your suggestions. Um, you know, drop us an image of a player that you enjoyed using. Maybe a player's record or something. I might bring it up next week um, as well. But one thing that um, I did want to say, it is FIFA 19. We have foot birthday just around the corner and it is the 10-year anniversary. So, Chu, do you think we can expect something particularly special? Uh, I mean, they kind of have to. Like, I- I'll be real. This year, FIFA 19 has been the best year of content, in my opinion. I know that. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, there have been a lot of mistakes. There have been a lot of, I guess, misjudgment of like SBC prices. But in terms of cadence, this is what we've actually wanted. Like, I think they've actually like hit it mm. right on the head in terms of like, because yeah. I-, I know a lot of people are like, oh, like the funny thing now in the FIFA community is like. We've had so many promos and like there's like one week without like a big promo. It's like, oh my god, there's no promos. I'm like, dude, honestly, like I can't even keep up with the amount of stuff. Like I think it was two weeks ago. Like during Carnival, I was like, I don't even know what's going on. Maybe it's because like, you know, some of us are old, like myself. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's so much to go on with. So I think, you know, tenth birthday and the fact that, you know, new content team and I think that's why like there's been a lot of mistakes and stuff like that, because I think it's a new content team, like uh I think the last member of my generation left uh, earlier this year so there's kind of like the new guys like learning as they go so mm. um i would i wouldn't be surprised if you saw a few more mistakes but you gotta uh, i mean i know people outside of va you know the fans will be like this is ridiculous but as someone that's been there like i know it's just gonna take some time probably not until 20 that they'll they'll nail it um i would say that with the way they're kind of having crazy ideas in terms of like let's just do this card for fun this card for fun why not um, it should be a good promo for Fun Birthday. Mm, yeah, definitely. Will there be free packs? Too? <laughs> they sh- I mean, did they do that last year? I don't think they did, but they should be. Yeah, you would kind of expect. We'll it. take that as a yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, uh, I know you've got to head off, and we're winding down. So thank you very much for joining us for this Foot Birthday nostalgia special. Uh, no problem. Glad to be part of this, and uh, 
Happy 10th birthday to Fudd. I'm glad that I was part of uh, four years of it. And if anyone, of course, wants to keep up with you, if you don't already, it's at Chewboy. Yes, C-H-U-B-O-I on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Fantastic. Thanks again, Chew. See you soon. Right, no problem. Bye-bye. So, Tom, podcast debut. One thing I was going to ask, being someone who was many, many years ago replying in the YouTube comments saying that you should use particular players for the free pack projects and, and never seeing you use them, is there any chance of a, a return at all, ever? Uh, yeah, never say never. I think I've always wanted to go back to it, definitely. Uh, I said to Steve, it's um, with rivals and stuff, it's primed for it now. Like FIFA is mm. got to get my children grown up first and then <laughs> I'll have more time. Yeah. And then and then get them good at video editing and then you can outsource your... There's two things. So I've got two. So one of them I'll have to get good at... Uh, I'll train them up on video editing. I think I'll probably line up my daughter for that and I'm going to get my son grinding SBCs. Mm. Nice. Uh, packs, packs for content. Yeah. And then and then that's, you know, all I have to do is play matches. Great, yeah. And do the commentary. But that'll be right. And do the commentary, of course, yeah. Just to add as well, I mean, this has been quite a nostalgic episode and there'll be a lot of people out there who are wondering what on earth we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so that's a good point, Steve. Project, because it's been a couple of years now. So if anybody, you know, if anybody wants to change from the, the general FIFA content that's being pumped out on YouTube, definitely go and look up the Free Pack Project because it was a great, great series. Mm. It really was. And I'm not just saying that because... <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> from, from about <laughs> Series 2 onwards, it was. I think the first, first series, I was just trying to figure out what it was. But um, it got a bit better as it went on. <laughs> no, there, there are some crackers out there. And, and if you just go back and I guess you can watch through the series. Now, it's great to, to have you on, Tom. And also the Thank other you. thing is that people can keep up with your goings on on Twitter. Where can people find yeah. you? Uh, they can find me at TEM1985. Uh, if they just want to see what I, I basically just post pictures of players that I pack now. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty much what I'm doing. Tom, huge thanks for coming along. We had planned to do some interesting kind of network. Well, I say interesting. We'll find out when it's we do not. it. Um, <laughs> we were going to do some stuff around network, how to improve your connection, what might be the cause of people's problems and, and kind of things like that, which I think is very useful stuff. But we have had quite a long nostalgia trip, so we're going to save it for a future week. Yeah, we'll do it some other time. We had such a laugh talking about uh, the past that we it, time ran away, didn't it? So yeah, we'll it come back to that. Um, can you just, before you go, say Mario Gomez one more time? Mario Gomez I can't do the voice I'm not going to do the I'm not going to no, do no, the no. cha 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 and the, <laughs> I can't do that there we go and uh, Steve I know you've enjoyed this one, so yeah. I don't even need to thank you, but thank you very much for coming. I have. I've enjoyed this one particularly, Ben. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a good laugh and a good trip down memory lane. Yeah. A lot of it to today's before my uh, my foot days, so uh, I found it particularly interesting. Yeah. Hope the listeners have too. Yeah, and Steve, did you enjoy this week's Foot Weekly Beer? This week's Foot Weekly Beer was fine, Ben. Yeah, um, it was a fruity little number, something that I wouldn't ordinarily drink, and that's one of the great things about it, I guess. You get a, um, a variety... Of, of flavors and beers that you wouldn't normally probably select. Right, and it, you know it really sounds like you've rehearsed that, but that genuinely—that's 100% genuine enjoyment of the craft beer. So um, 
that's fantastic. it is no absolutely yeah it's um, it's a good little select yeah great and of course um, any of you guys out there want to drink along with Steve um, obviously 18 plus and all that kind of stuff drink responsibly etc etc beer52.com slash foot is where you can find that and of course thank you listeners for sending in all your suggestions we really enjoyed them many hundreds of replies to that tweet which you can find on twitter.com slash footweekly pod and of course if you have any suggestions because you don't follow us on twitter you didn't see the tweet and so are wanting to desperately send in your players that we haven't mentioned then don't worry you can just go footweekly at mail.com all right see you all next week have a good one bye bye Giving Good Cards, available on giftcards.com. Make it easy to gift thoughtfully. With Giving Good Cards, treat a lucky loved one to dinner, movies, shopping, and more on one convenient card. Featuring top brands like Lowe's, GameStop, Chili's, Macy's, and Top Golf, there is a fun option for everyone. Best of all, when you buy Giving Good Cards, 3% of your purchase is donated to charitable partners like Wounded Warrior Project, Make-A-Wish Foundation, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, Feeding America, and Habitat for Humanity at no cost to you or the recipient. Just buy your favorite Giving Good card and we'll handle the rest. Giving Good cards contain no fees, never expire, and can be used in-store and online, making it the perfect gift that makes a difference. Support your favorite cause today. Buy a Giving Good card at www.giftcards.com slash givinggood. Is this a good point for me to just say that my dog is snoring its tits off, so I'm just going to have to move it outside because the mic will be picking the movies up? Just give me two seconds, guys. I'm sorry about this. <laughs> now we get to see how the sausage yeah. is made. Look. Wrong up. Wrong up. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. 